My face currently feels like I've been run through by Tom Stewart. Puts it to the top of the square. Oh, beautiful little fist in there by Dale. Crucial centimetre moments. He definitely has a bit of the, uh, the Belcho spirit. <laughs> um, as I, I have a bit of the Belcho spirit. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the podcast, still without a win as interim coach. This is the back pocket. Not a very exciting intro this week because uh, it's not very exciting. We've been an interim coach for like a year and a half. We have That's been. terrible. Yeah, we, we are. Why did they not appoint a coach after the last season? The boys really got around us, I think. Um, <laughs> then we're the, not an interim coach anymore. In the back anymore. half of the year. Uh, <laughs> New coach quit day one and we're well, back. We're just like a North coach. They're just always interim. Like they're not... Um, like, I love the idea that people are talking about, do they bring Clarko back now that they're playing better football? Yeah, of course they do. Nah, go um, for your eighth coach or however many it is in six years or whatever. Yeah. Might as well. It, it's it's funny that they're talking about that. Anyway, uh, this is the back pocket. I am Jack, and I'm, as always, joined by Alistair. Yeah, um, this is the comfiest we podcast. We did footy this week. Yeah, you look very comfy. I'm <laughs> extremely jealous. It is so cold. I'm lying on the couch it's, under a blanket this yeah, week. For reference, if you're not in Perth, it's horrible today. Um, I was talking to someone in Queensland. They were like, oh, it's 22 here. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it looks like some bad weather's coming our way. I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm so sorry for future you. It's cold right now here. All right. I don't. We're not used to this. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, normally when the rain comes in, it gets warmer. It was hailing today. And it got colder instead. So I'm not a weatherman. I am a weatherman. Oh. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your one vote this week, Alistair? I don't know. Uh, Too my, comfy for votes. My, yeah. My one vote goes to Caleb Daniel. Fair enough. Is he a midfielder? No, not this week. Zero sender bounce attendances. Hell yeah, Bevo. Caleb Daniel. Did bang home a goal though. 35 disposals, six marks, since six intercepts, 546 metres gained, five one percenters, and looked really good in a team that wasn't so good. He will be down back for a while with both Richards and Johannesson out. So yep. that is good news for anyone who likes watching Caleb Daniel play in his best position. He looked good. He did. So. Yeah, I really liked him. Um, he did play a really good game, uh, especially when they needed some run uh, late. He was providing it. He's probably, I don't want to say underrated, but he's probably one of the most undervalued Yeah, players. I feel like he flies under the radar a lot of the time. Because you see Caleb Daniel go, ha-ha, fullback, Caleb Daniel, but he's actually a really good player. Runs runs some really hard yards, um, does good defensive work while doing it as well. So I get that. My one vote this week was to Ben Mackay. Uh, he Fair enough. was really good in that last quarter. Uh, he had eight intercept marks. Some of those were incredible diving attempts in those dying stages. 18 disposals at 100%. Uh, 14 intercepts and eight of those uh, and eight contested possessions. Uh, I really liked his game. Uh, mm. That was a hell of a last quarter. He not just from him, just in general, but he yeah. really tried in that last quarter. A couple of those marks, like you said, were very desperate. We were watching, um, considering how fast it was pinging back and forth down that ground. I thought he held his own really well. Yep. Um, and I, I mean, I don't. We always do this stupidly. I've got him down for three votes. Oh, okay. Yeah, move that along. That's fine. In. Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah. For now, on anyway, that's easier. Done. Three <laughs> votes. So four votes total by Mackay. Who was your two? My two goes to Stephen May. Stephen May was my three. Three. There we go. Stephen May. Eighteen disposals. Five marks. Six intercepts. Uh, four hundred ninety-five meters gained. Four one percenters, and pretty much. Blanketed Kerno's effect on that game. Only had three times that he was one out with him. Yep. Beat him all three of those occasions. Yep. 
Okay. I got one goal, but it wasn't because of him. Eight coaches votes as well, so clearly yep. it wasn't just us who thought so. I think Lever got five as well. Um, he played a brilliant game. Uh, Stephen May's good at football. Yeah. Uh, who knew? Uh, Not a surprise to anyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're really good. And, and they needed it. I feel like mm. without the performance he played, they could have lost that game. Yeah. Um, and I could have been sitting here going, maybe they will lose all three of those next three. Uh, but no, uh, he was really, really good. My two this week was to Ben Long. Mm. Um, I thought it was a really clever matchup by Jew because he was never at the club with Rankin, even on the list. Um, he was one of only three that played in that game that had never played with Rankin. Uh, I'm going to read the stats here, even though they're not what got in the votes, but he had three tackles, 10 pressure acts, three spoils, four intercepts, two rebounds, and two score involvements. Mm. But more importantly, Rankin had zero goals or goal assists, two frees against, and just 13 touches at 46% with his lowest fantasy score for the year. Uh, that's awesome. First quarter didn't touch the ball, so... Well done, Ben Long, for locking down one of the most dangerous smalls in the country. It's a very good effort, especially when Ben Long is not a lockdown defender. Yeah, so. forced to play a very odd position for him, and I and you would be stoked with that. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast are pushing again now. They've had a couple of very handy wins that will see them back in the mix. Hitting the bye at 6-6, six, six, you're okay with that? Absolutely take it, yeah. Their percentage is something that can be fixed, really, mm. um, especially if they can beat up on some lower teams, which they haven't really played yet. Yeah. Good on them. Well done, Gold Coast. Uh, uh, so you got to go into your three. Yeah, my three was Stephen May, um, and your three was Ben Mackay. So oh, so we did do that. My four yeah. was Jordan Ridley. Same. Um, he was incredible, especially in that last 10 minutes. Um, I think he was the only person reading the ball as well as Larky. Like, there was whole packs going and, up, and they were and the only two near it. It was it was basically one chain would start with him, one chain would start with Mackay. Yeah. we we'll go back and forth. Um, and I, I put it here that I think he was the only Essendon defender doing it legally in that last 10 yep. minutes of play. Uh, coaches had him an equal best on ground, which I thought was stiff on Merritt, but the last quarter sticks in mind. And Merritt's last quarter was not very big, and his was massive. First quarter was big for Merritt. But... Um, 21 disposals at 90, 10 intercepts, 9 marks, 3 of those were contested, and 5 intercepts, 3 spores and 6 rebounds. Mm. Um, he's having, like we've mentioned it a few times now, but he's having a great year. Mm, he so. is, especially the last couple of weeks. And that means, I assume, we have the same 5. The same 5 of Tom Stewart? Yep. Uh, nice and easy. That's so a 700 metres gained, really, isn't it? Yeah, again, two weeks in a row uh, with about 700 gained. He His best game for the year, I think. Um, Jong don't win that game without him. That's, that's pretty simple. He had 10 coaches' votes, which is amazing considering the game English played. Um, mm. 27 touches at 89, 10 intercepts and six contested, 10 marks, nine rebound 50s, as you said, 700 metres gained. Tom Stewart. What um, else can you ask for him? The only we get Geelong to this point of the year, and he reminds everyone that he's probably going to get another Australian jumper. Like I thought it was the same last year. Bit cool going into it, and then when you hit the middle of the year, Tom Stewart's just playing like Tom Stewart. Yep. Um, he's a ridiculously good footballer. It's pretty pretty simple. Yeah, I think we've said enough about Tom. Tom Stewart. What the hell just happened to me, Tom Stewart? <laughs> I'm too comfy um, on this show. So I guess I'll just rack through my honourable mentions. Uh, Isaac Quaynor, no votes this year. This year, this week. This week. Um, played a very good game again. Most weeks he gets a mention. Uh, Brody Kemp played a really good game down back for Carlton. He has to play again next week. He uh, very if good. he doesn't, something is fucking um, wrong. Carlton's back line was not the problem. I put here as well, Lewis Young and Jacob Wiedering. I said, like, absolutely not their fault how that nope. game went. Um, Kemp in there as well. The, the players who had to play key roles down back all did their job. Yep. So. Um, I thought Sam DeConing was pretty good. Yeah, I put uh, DeConing in there. Hard um, to find him a vote when. His first game down back for a full game. And his last three quarters were good. Like his first quarter, understandably. Hard not to notice him with the Batman mask on, you know? Took a bit of time to get going. But yeah, he's from then point on. Then um, point. Then point. He's really good. <laughs> uh, I'm giving an honourable mention to Sam Collins. Same. Spores solid Deluxe, game. 11. Uh, and Noah Bolter. No, that's the exact same list of special mentions as me, which is incredible. Pretty good. Well done, us. We were 
pretty much in sync this week. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. No, the same list of special mentions, pretty much the same votes list except for Long and Daniel. Must have been a pretty standard week. Mm. Two less games. Two less games. Might, might no, do we, we, we abandoned the idea. We abandoned the idea. We're just doing votes as normal. It's too hard. Buys. I think that fact that there's four bye weeks helps. Everyone everyone plays the same amount of games. It all works out. Um, Dugowie appealed and still got three weeks. Yep, makes sense. Uh, he should have got three weeks. He went past God, the this ball. is going to be the quickest podcast ever. We're just agreeing on everything. <laughs> he went past the ball. He left the ground. Uh, I We talked about this the other day, but I don't think it was. It, there's any need to pull the he's not a dirty player stuff. Just do what Richmond did with the broad one. Yeah. Say it was a stupid move in the moment. Um, he's apologised. We accept it was a stupid move. Move on. I don't know if that was McRae's intention. I think he was trying to say he's a fair player on the field. Yeah, I, I, I get um, that. But. And I think I think owning up to it pretty quick is the way to do it. But and they well they they fought it today and it got upheld. So they clearly weren't owning up to it yet. Um, it's pretty funny watching West Coast bend over backwards to apologise for calling him dirty and all that. Yeah. Well, um, it was. I think it's the the hypocrisy of. Um, Sheed saying it should be eight weeks when, you know, Gaff only mm. got eight weeks and mm. that was a lot worse. I, I also thought it was really funny that Sheed, in that interview several times, that I didn't see it, I was looking at the replay. I don't know if you've seen the replay of the Dugowie bump, but Sheed is there screaming for the football, <laughs> staring at the bump, watching it happen in real time, and then live on radio he's like, I didn't see it, but I think it should be a couple months. Football of brains, so much happens <laughs> in that 120 yeah, minutes. Like, I know, but um, I, I'd, I'd like him to see a replay of himself doing that. <laughs> um one of our favourites, the Lizard, signed a massive contract extension. Yeah, 2031. 2031. Uh, positive one for Sydney, though. I think he's the most important footballer. Um, if he can keep his agility over that entire time. That's a great mm. signing. I mean, it just means that it's not going to be a discussion, which I think is one of the most annoying parts about player retention. Especially because they lost someone as good as Jordan Dawson. Yes, absolutely. So um, that's one. I don't think I have much other news-wise than that, um, other than that last week several hours after the podcast went live, all of our fears about the AFL brushing aside the racism scandal came true. Looks like Hawthorne's going to be the only team to suffer. Looks like it's going to get taken to an external body. Uh, well done, AFL, for... Yeah, well done, the AFL, for absolutely stuffing it up as much as possible. Well, it's... It, Everyone who said that the people who made the accusations were cowards for hiding their names, well, now we know all their names, mm-hmm. they were just waiting until the AFL had finished their investigation. Uh, it's a mess. And it's just so embarrassing for all those people who argued and argued saying there was no right of reply, no mm-hmm. right of reply, when they had months yeah, absolutely. to and say the ABC, anything. I sent you that the other day. Mm. I was glad the ABC made that statement because they like, no, they gave them the opportunity four different times to reply to it before it was posted. Yep. So, um, And look, it was it was their right to not reply to the article. But Then that's their right to reply. Yeah, exactly. But they can't argue that they didn't have the chance. So, no, Choosing no comment is still a comment. Absolutely. So that's what I had about that. Um, It'll be worse for the AFL in the long run because if they're fine, if they if they are found out to have just swept it under the rug, they could face penalties. Absolutely, and the human human rights commission isn't going to look at it from a you know culture or like AFL. They look at it from an overall human rights perspective. So. It could get much worse than it would have been had they just done something about it in the first place. Hard to write, Gil will be out by then. Yet again. Um, the John Bulldogs game, I'm not reading too much into because some sides have bogey teams. Um, Bulldogs are 17, so 2-17 against Geelong since the quarterfinal in 2009. Um, but also, like, I remember the that Bulldogs were too. running hot three weeks ago. And then they've dropped two on the trot to teams outside the eight. Geelong are now in the eight after the win, mm. but they weren't before the game. 
Um, it, it's tough. Um, <laughs> I, I made a joke to someone earlier today about how it's good news for Geelong that last year they had to win 16 in a row to win the flag, whereas if they just keep going now, it's only 14. So like that's, a, that's an easier run, technically, despite the fact that there's a harder teams. Port twice, Collingwood and Melbourne still to come. Brisbane in Brisbane. Uh, did uh, did Bulldogs play Gold Coast in... In Gold Coast. Oh. Yeah. Geelong at Marvel. Um, uh, I'm not writing them off, but it's, um, it's it's definitely frustrating. It's always hard to know what the ladder looks like until the buy rounds are over. And um, with four of them this year, it's really hard to judge until everyone's played theirs. Why do but, we have four? Um, I think it's because of Gather Round that stretched the season out a bit more, so they decided to just spread the buy rounds out too. Um, I don't know. <laughs> But the, the last few weeks' results, especially Geelong beating the Dogs, um, Gold Coast beating Adelaide, Gold Coast beating the Dogs, GWS beating Geelong, Hawthorne beating St Kilda, Fremantle beating Melbourne. I have no idea what's going on in that middle bracket. Like uh, Collingwood and Port, really good. Mm. Brisbane, pretty good. Everywhere down from there, I am no idea. I have no idea. Mm. It's such a raffle currently. Any two of those teams playing at any ground on a mm. different day could go either way. And that's from th- fourth down to about, I want to say, 11th. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a muddle in there. Uh, Port's next two games are really exciting. They've got Bulldogs at Marvel and then Geelong in Adelaide. I think that could be really fun. Um, both r- good games on paper because Port... If they end up 11 ones, in a row after being Bulldogs and Geelong, do they sign Hinckley? It'd be... It's interesting, right? Because I, I get why they're not going to worry about it until the end of the season. I do get that. But you'd be mad to be still delaying it after that. It couldn't... Like, if you have won 11 games in a row... For the first time in your club's history. And you're sitting at the top of the ladder, or second, it'll most likely yeah. be. You're not dropping out of finals from there. No, you can't. Uh, so... But then I think their problem is if they go out in straight sets, um, the uh, Hinkley haters will come do screaming. You, and do you sack a coach... For going out in straight sets, no. Who Otherwise, Fagan wouldn't have been. got you that high. Yeah, like, like they, they almost can't miss finals now. Like yeah. it'd be very hard for them to miss now. Um, and they've got got some games that they will almost definitely win for the rest of the year. So they're almost a lock for top four where they're sitting. Um, the game they lost against Collingwood, yeah, it's Collingwood. Like, there's no <laughs> worries in that. Like, they're looking really good. Um, and the way they're winning, like they just put the foot down for the first half against Hawthorne and then just cruised. Mm-hmm. Um, that was incredible. That first half was some like one of the highest scoring games of football, let alone halves of football a team's played this year. Uh, their midfield is purring. Like everyone of the Rosie Butters, Horn Francis are all playing great footy. Uh, they're they're a force at the moment, um, and I I don't see as many weaknesses in them. I think we've seen in recent years, especially because they're still playing undermanned. They are. They've still got a fair bit of cattle to come back. Um, on the note of teams in that middle bracket, Essendon were again wildly unconvincing um, against North on the weekend. I think they've uh, been for a while. They've got obviously um, two leader Peter is yet to come back. I think Parish is still out, right? Yeah, they're they're two huge ins if they do come back. Um, but that that the commentary call of they look like their finals bound in twenty twenty three was so weird to me. Like like I, I don't know if beating North. Just it was it was just just and all, and arguably shouldn't have beaten North constitutes making finals and it, it looks like it could be 2021 2.0 with Essendon because I looked at their fixture and I ran it and I ran it as harsh as I could like they'd only beat teams outside of probably the eight or even the top ten and losing to teams inside it and they could still make finals on that run having beaten only Melbourne of contenders 
um, which would, again, put them in the same spot as they were. And then if they get the harder draw next year, do they sack another coach because of it? They wouldn't sack Brad Scott. No, I mean, you hope not. But they, they do look... Yeah, it's going to be hard. I, I hope they put a few more convincing wins on the table to silence that. But um, the way they're going, it's hard to say that they're really contending because they're losing to the good teams every time they play them and struggling against some of the poorer teams. Mm. The I win think against was... Melbourne was brilliant, but Gather Round, I think, was a real wild card, like teams playing outside of normal places and that kind of thing. So um, I hope they can put a few together. They've got they've got Carlton Street, don't they, which doesn't really mm. tell us anything either because Unless we don't they know lose. where they're at. Um, so it's, who knows? I mean, if they didn't drop that game, that's huge. Like, yeah, oh, massive for them. That, that would be damning for them. Mm. Um that's the King's Birthday Eve game. Oh, is that what they're calling it? Yeah. Um, and that game itself is big because um, we talked about Melbourne in a similar position. Haven't beaten, since Bulldogs in round one, haven't really beaten anyone worth writing home about. Um, really struggled against Carlton, lost to Frio. They just need to, I think they just need to be competitive against Collingwood. If they lose by six or more goals, you really wonder where Melbourne are at with some good teams to come. Um mm. For a team with a lot of talent still on paper, like they're missing Oliver, I can't think of much else that's big for them. And their team. forward line is being spearheaded by. Yeah, Van but I, they, they didn't have a great forward line in their flag year. No, but you'd still rather it be more experienced than it is currently. For sure, yeah. Um, Fritch is really trying to do all the work down there, um, and he's very good. He was brilliant again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chandler's held up a pretty he, good spot He's down proven there. to be a really good get for them. Um, in that forward line. I think he's papered over some holes that they were missing. Um, Hunt going out has allowed them to move players up the ground and he's slotted into that forward line mm-hmm. spot, I think, better than they would have expected anyone to. Yeah, he's been a bit of a link player. Um, their back line is obviously brilliant um, all over the place. Their midfield, even without Oliver, should still be winning them games. Um, I, but I think we are seeing what a gap Oliver leaves in there when he's out. Well, Oliver's... Probably the closest best midfielder in the top. I was going to say he's at least a top three player in the league. Yeah, like there's no real argument about that. So uh, losing that from your side is going to make a huge difference. And Petrarca's great. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, but he's no Oliver. Uh, I do wonder if we're seeing the side effect people worried about with Gorn and Grundy playing in the same team. Like we saw some games where it looked good earlier in the year, mm. but I do think it's too much of a ruckman. Like neither of them are a forward. Um, and while they are both very mobile ruckmen, they are both just ruckmen. Um, I don't know if they're being played right. Yeah, I think they're getting... But the problem is they want to give them equal time and they're playing... You know, one of them's not a forward. Um, I, I feel like, if anything, Grundy should be playing more goal square. I would yes, talk about this during the game. Grundy, like, probably 70% Gorn in the ruck, 30% Grundy in the ruck. Mm. But they're trying to do it 50-50, which isn't going to work. It's never going to work. Like you can't... I don't think any situation has that worked. You need one that plays more as a ruck forward when you've got two players that size in your side. And Grundy's the better choice. We've seen Gorn's goal kick and we saw it again on the weekend. It's not... Great. Um, and Grundy takes, Grundy takes a good pack mark and, and <laughs> kicks better goals. So mm. it's, a, it's a perplexing question for Melbourne to try and figure out. But I mean, it's a luxury. It is. Oh, I'd love to have a Ruckman. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> in Geelong. Um, that game, Geelong looked a lot better when it went off. Um, yeah, I believe you said you cheered. Oh, maybe a little bit. Mm. The, he, the way English was controlling that game of football was embarrassing. Yeah, literally pantsed. Um, like it looked a lot better when Blixarfs was just playing more of a tagging role on him because he could keep up with him. So he was just running Segler around the ground. 
Mm. Um, and look, credit to English. He's all Australian, almost a lock now. He's he playing. is a lock. Who else would be there? Well, if English misses the rest of the year, Sean Darcy would get the spot if he plays. But mm. um, yeah, if you're picking the team now, it's English and then Daylight. Um, I but, think if English missed the rest of the season, I'd probably still pick him. <laughs> it's just about, he's, he's played incredible footy. And it's it's great to see for a player that Bevo was, you know, in and out of the side only three or four years ago. I don't know if he was in and out. He was very maligned and was kind of... Games they'd play... I liked it when they'd have English and Martin there and play neither of them. Like, what are you yeah. Doing? What are you doing? Playing Lewis Young in the Lewis Young in the right. Um, he, English was... He was called soft. Uh, he was... He was called useless uh i i feel good that he has proved everyone wrong because he's legit the best ruckman in the game oh and and just a genuine footballer all around um he really is the um i think i said it a few years ago the the max gorn prototype in the sense that he's just so long um he takes such good overhead marks and he can kick it a long way and spoils really well he is very long he doesn't seem to be that injury prone to touch wood but um, as far as big men go, I can't believe you'd say that he crashes and bashes pretty well and, and survives it. So, mm. um, unlike who was that the other day for Melbourne? Was it Bowie with his head absolutely sat on? Oh yeah, that was that funny. Was shocking. Um, Poor lad. I was yeah severely uh, wincing at that. And then I don't know if you saw. Speaking of Ginger Backman, um, poor Richards. He did did the hammy. Couldn't get off, and then had to try and pressure Brian Myers as he was doing one of his dinky little kicks inside fifty. Um, and I was like, imagine trying to run like thirty meters to pressure someone with a just popped hammy. He's having a great season, Ed Richards. So he was. Really he, I, I'd say all Australian discussion, uh, the way he was playing. So I hope it's only a, a mild strain, which you know, two three weeker. One of those magical two weekers. And they got the bye, so that that should help with recovery. That's true. That is true. He can come back and play some good footy because. The Bulldogs' best footy this year has been really good. Um, and a lot of it's been because of Ed Richards. Yes, absolutely. Um, his rebound has been brilliant for them. Like we said, we saw Daniel do it with him on the weekend. And I think that if they only have one of Richards, Daniel, or Johannesson and not two of the three, then their pace is a bit lacking out of that back line. Yeah. Um, and they you know, will probably put someone back there that shouldn't be uh, to, to cover for it. Who's fucking Anthony um, Scott or something? <laughs> Jones's record of only nine goals, I think, kicked on him for the year. Was obviously tarnished a bit on the weekend. Um, bit of a different setup he's having to play against this week. They couldn't really cover for him as much as I think they've been able to in the past. But he's still playing good footy. Uh, Dale's a good backman, but they're not fast. <laughs> Keith's obviously very slow. So oh, I think Jones has his moments of speed. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think he can get on a run. Yeah, um, for better or worse, it'll be good to see. Um, I, look, I said I enjoy watching the Bulldogs' best football because it's chaotic. Um, Bontebelli's very good mm. uh, I love watching him play Trelaw coming back on after looking like he'd done a calf thinking he'd done a calf when doesn't he look like he's done some well, sort no, of he, he injury was, he was so frustrated at his injury that he threw his mouth guard at the you know at the race on the way down and then comes back out and has like 20 second half touches I, I was sure he was gone watching that footage like oh. you know when players who've had soft tissue injuries before like know what they've done yeah yeah um, and then somehow he's back out there, <laughs> totally fine. So good on him, but crazy to me. I couldn't. Yeah. Maybe maybe he'd had a little bit of the injection. Yeah, and, and maybe it was not as bad as he thought it was. That's what I want. Um, or he misses a week and it actually was a bit of a twinge. Um, I'd believe that too. Yeah. 
I mean... They got, no, no, I was about to say they got the bye this week. It's Geelong and Gold Coast. It's just two of them, which just is so strange. Why didn't it, why isn't it what, more evenly yeah, why, split? Why wouldn't we... Split, I don't know. King's birthday weekend, they want more games. Can you divide 18 by 4? No. Didn't think so. But you can divide 16 by 4, so you can have 4, 4, 4, or 4, 4, 5, 5. No. 4, 4, 4, four, four 6. Yeah. That's easier. I, what are they doing? 6, 2, 6, 6? Four two, four, two, six, six. Five, five. four, two, five, five. Five, ten, can't have a bye. Sorry? Four, four two, two, six, six. six. Yeah. Why I'm bad do, at maths. Why don't do four, 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 six? This is the worst segment we've yeah, ever done on the podcast. <laughs> We're just saying numbers. Um, there weren't enough games this weekend. There wasn't enough news this weekend. Uh, why don't we call that a short podcast? Unless you've got any other news you want to roll over this I week. I love a short podcast, but have we missed anything important? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Uh, St Kilda almost dropped another... St Kilda didn't play. That was last week. They did drop another stinker. They dropped a Hawthorne. Didn't play this week. Uh, North almost won. West Coast played well for a quarter. Mm. Elliot Yo looks like he's back. Elliot Yo looks good. Sheets playing good footy. Oscar Allen's really good. It really was a very quiet week. It was. There wasn't much footy news. Uh Post yeah. Scandalgate. I can't even talk. Well, I guess there's not much to say about Mullen. He just looks all right. He looks all right. Uh, the pace was a bit too much for him this week, but you'd expect that. Um, second game in in a game of footy like that. Uh, pressured well. Did some good rebounding. He won. It's nice. I don't know if he plays the first week after the bye, though. I think if you bring in... If it's true that Holmes, Dangerfield and Duncan are all coming in, well, Mullen's got to go out. I'd like to tell you that my fantasy team hopes he plays, um, but I also just like watching him. So Yeah, he's I'm very nugget-shaped. I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for him to have the absolute brain fade, but it might just, just not we've come. We've discussed our love of a nugget-shaped man. Oh, um, yeah. And he is very much that. He's... It's a ZZ Top song, I'm pretty sure, nugget-shaped man. <laughs> <laughs> girls go crazy for a nugget-shaped man. And by girls, I mean us. us. <laughs> We're the girls. Um, Where's your podcast episode name? <laughs> nugget shaped man. Go crazy for a nugget shaped man. Uh, that's yeah. Let's leave it at that. Uh, thanks for joining us on the back pocket. We will see you next week. I'm not seeing you. Where there will be more football players. You than will there was hear us next this week. week. You're so right. So um, right. I need to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll find us as always on all socials at the back pocket AU. Enjoy the weekend of footy, and we'll catch you later. Bye.